welcome to the Restoration Church Life Podcast. We hope this resource helps keep you informed about the various happenings inside the life of our church and equips you to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Hello, Restoration Church. It's Joey. I'm sitting here with Nathan. And today we want to talk to you about reading strategically. Of course, as people of the book, we should be reading the Bible consistently, devotionally, regularly. But we also think there's a great importance of reading books uh, other than the Bible. Uh, In fact, I think I can make a brief case uh, from the Bible to show this is the case. Uh, The Apostle Paul, when he was sitting in prison, wrote in 2 Timothy. He writes this in chapter 4, verse 13. Writing to Timothy, when you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Uh, Charles Spurgeon quotes on this, and he says, quote, We do not know what the books were about, and we can only form some guess as to what the parchments were. Paul had books which, he had, which were left, perhaps wrapped up in the cloak, and Timothy was to be careful to bring them. Even an apostle must read. He is inspired, yet he wants books. He had been preaching for at least 30 years, yet he wants books. He had seen the Lord, and yet he wants books. He had had wider experience than most men, and yet wants books. He had been caught up to the third heaven, and had heard things which were unlawful for men to utter, yet he wants books. And I could go on. But there it is. So I think we have a case from the Bible about reading books that are not just the Bible. So, brother, every year, what do you do? So, one of my favorite uh, days of the year is New Year's Day. It normally happens on New Year's Day, January the 1st. And I get out my laptop, and I've done a little bit of work before that, and I create a list of books that I want to read for that year. And I am, I am committing to myself that I'm going to read these books. I'm holding myself accountable. Nobody really sees this but me. Yeah. So you. So every year you, you come up with your reading list, your strategic yeah. reading list. So you have your 2015 list sitting in front of you. 2016. 2016. And 2014. Yeah. I got. Yeah. Go you back. go back and back. So what yeah. were some of the books that you read just this past year, 2016? What were let, some of the books? Let you me read? back up. Can I answer the question? Why did you do this in the first place? Yeah, you can answer that. That's fine. Yeah. 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 No. Go for it. All right. Yeah. So the reason why I started doing this was not. Well, I realized at the end of one year, I started realizing, like, gosh. I read basically like four variations of the same book that year. I remember that at the end of the year. They were all probably gospel-centered something. And that's exactly what they were. They were all sort of gospel-centered this. And, gospel-centered. and so I was thinking like, you know, when I sit and think about my reading habits, they're normally kind of whatever I came in front of me or look good or, you know, whatever. And so I realized I needed to do a better job if I was going to be formed more broadly or even read more specifically or as we're talking about here, strategically. I needed to think about that in advance and not just think about it as I go. So that's where the list comes from. Uh, that's why I started doing it. And I have it now, I've done it now for, I don't know, six, seven years. Yeah, I do something quite similar, though you're much more committed. Like I, I've got, I said it, I put it on the list, I'm going to yeah. read it yeah. by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and how many books? So people might think, well, they might read four or five books a month or what, like 10 books a month. Typically, how many books that you're committing to on this list? Yeah, so I intentionally, when I design this list, I intentionally commit to myself to read less. I put on that list a fewer amount of books that I know I'll read in a year. So in other words, if I read 20 books, if I know I'll read roughly 20 books in a year, then on that list, I'm probably going to put 10 or 15 books. 
Right. But in other words, I want to make sure and give myself some room to read other books that maybe come along or other things I want to be reading about. And so, so I make it a smaller number. Because yeah, those books come along where everybody says, oh, this, you have to read this yeah. book now. And so there is room. So we're not saying plan out everything you read. Yes. But it, it, it can be helpful to pay attention to some of what you read. So we'll come to why and all that. But what were some of the books on your list from this past year? Yeah, so last this past year I committed to reading only nine. I think that was a... No, I did, I'm, I'm looking at 2015. I did nine. So I committed myself to read nine books. And so uh, one of the first books I committed to myself to read was a book called Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves. Um, uh, and uh, it was an absolutely wonderful book. I won't get into what it was, but that's that's one. Another one, you know, you guys know I talk a lot about heaven, and so the book everybody talked to me about was Heaven by Randy Alcorn. It's kind of the treatise that everybody refers to. I hadn't read it, so I committed myself to read that. Um, I'm, I'm looking at some other things here. Uh, I read a book by Francis Schaeffer. I read a book by uh, The Supremacy of God in Preaching by John Piper. I read an old dead guy named Horatius Bonner that talked about evangelism. Um, so yeah okay. and should I talk what, what's your next question yeah what are you going to talk about Go well on. I was going to say so when I create the list what I do is the reason why I started doing this list as you recall is because I was reading the same variation of the book so what I do is is when I write out these books I, I'm committing myself to read I put in parentheses right next to them the categories or the topics that they're addressing so in other words heaven by Randy Alcott well that's easy that's heaven right so, but like delighting in the Trinity, I have in parentheses doctrine of God. So, what I'm doing is I'm reminding myself that's the topic I'm I'm wanting to learn about, and what that does is it helps remind me that uh, you know when I'm putting all these books down, like oh gosh, I have three books on the doctrine of God I'm reading. Should I be doing that, or would it be better to you know only have two books on the doctrine of God? So, to, so I put the title on there, I put the author on there, and I put the topic it's addressing on there, and then I. Uh, I'm thinking about that in advance to think what kind of things do I need to be thinking about? What areas am I weak in? What areas do I need to grow in? Or what areas do I think you know I need to get a little better? I already have a little bit of information. I want to get better at it. It's so like preaching. You put that on there and you preach every week. There and so, go. hey, maybe I can learn some more things about preaching. And there you go, a book on preaching. So one of the things I do is there's a couple topics I try to read at least one book on every year. I don't. Uh, so years ago, a pastor told me, try to read one book on the atonement every year. Uh, and I did that for a while, and so I haven't I haven't done that the last couple of years because I read a book a lot of books on atonement. But uh, but like like you just said, so one one of my most important parts of my job is I preach. So I try to read a book on preaching every year. Uh, I lead a church, so I try to read a book on the church every year. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Okay. So what have you before we get into some of the variety and those types of things? What would be the dangers? that you found personally for yourself, yeah. not necessarily universal, but personally for yourself, and not being intentional, right? You read the same yeah. thing, but what does that begin to do to you yeah. if you're just reading the same thing or even yeah. the same author yeah. over and over and over? Yeah, both of those things you said are, are important. Yeah. So let's talk about topics. So just yeah. read, what's the what's the danger in reading yeah. the same topic over and over and over? Well, a, a, a brief story that illustrates this point. So when I played baseball... I used to get hit an inside fastball pretty good. And so the temptation would be when I go take batting practice, what do I want the batting practice pitcher to throw me? The inside fastball. Inside fastballs, right? You feel good about yourself up the plate. Exactly, yeah. But that you see how that would be bad for me as a baseball player. So in the same way, if you're reading all the same kind of books about the same kind of topics you're already good at, you already even have an interest in, there's a danger that you're actually not going to form yourself more broadly. 
and you're just playing into a kind of thing that you're already good at. So I would say one danger is is that if you don't plan it out, you might read all the books that you already like anyway. It's important to read books you don't really maybe like just mm-hmm. to form you more broadly. So that's a danger. Yeah. Um, another danger would be, um, again, as I referenced, you sort of don't understand yourself to be pushing yourself outside of bonds, which is sort of the same thing. So I'll leave it at that one. One main danger is is that you don't form yourself broadly and read things that maybe you wouldn't prefer to read or like to read even. And there's there's all kinds of things, right, that we may prefer to read about church or atonement or whatever. There are other things, both Christian, quote, and then uh, that wouldn't be categorized as Christian, which we'll also come to in a minute. How about authors? What if you just read... Every book you read was by John Piper or yeah. by William Wilberforce yeah, or yeah, by yeah. whoever. What would run book by the way? So this could do that. Uh, what would begin to happen? Yeah. So if I read like only Reformed Baptist, which is that's what I am. So if I only read those guys, it would just I would be talking in an echo chamber. I'm hearing all the same people, and we all agree with each other. And sometimes that's helpful. So it's it's not, it, it is. So this is the other thing about the danger of reading different kinds of authors uh, is if you don't vary that make it more broad you're going to just basically surround yourself with everybody that agrees with you and i think it's important to expose ourselves at a certain point now if you're listening to this and you're new to the christian faith or you're not broadly read it's probably not the best idea for you to go out and read really broadly you probably need to get a couple things you think really well about or don't think as well about that are really important to the christian faith and just focus on those guys even if they are uh similar to what we teach say at restoration church but uh, I've been fortunate to be a Christian now for two decades or more, uh, and so I feel like I have a, enough theological comprehension, philosophical comprehension, to where I can read more broadly. And so the danger of me only reading Reformed Baptists is I only hear people that talk just like me. And so uh, I'm looking at my list here. So I'm reading books by Anglicans, by Charismatics, by, uh, let's see, I'm looking out here. Alive. People, yeah, good. People and, that are alive, people that are dead. Uh, Presbyterians. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-believers. People don't even believe God exists. Yeah. Uh, people, yeah. Like you said, people you agree with. You're yeah. gonna, most yeah. books you're going to be able to pick up and read right through and yeah. disagree with very little, or if anything. Yeah. And there will be other people that you're kind of arguing with as you read throughout. There you go. Yeah. yeah so. so if you don't do things like that, after you've got a good foundation then it's going to be dangerous because you're just going to be able to re- repeat phrases. Which is, yeah, anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk, talk about, uh, we've talked about, we'll zero in on the, the topics, but you also have what we would call Christian books yeah. and non-Christian books, yeah. whatever whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have, you mentioned one earlier that uh, was by written by a, uh, sociologist, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with no Christian right. background whatsoever. Why yeah. would you read books like that? So you you need to answer that question too because you do the same thing. <laughs> but but so I have the, the the committed list. I should have said that at the beginning. The committed list are all Christian books, uh, generally speaking. That's almost always the case. And then I have a second section that are Christian books that are off the committed list. And then I have a third section that what I would sometimes refer to as leisure reads. These are things that. You know that are not. I don't necessarily have to read, but I just am interested in. So, yeah. So one of the books that I read this past year was an awesome book. So in another pair, another podcast, I'll talk more about this book. Yes. But it's uh, but it's by a sociologist, and he's trying to understand some various cultural trends. That's really helpful for me as a pastor. You know, since you know, 
I'm, I lead people that operate, and I live in that you know this culture myself. And so to read a sociologist as he tries as he's trying to understand what's going on in our cultural moment in America, that's really helpful to me in what I do. So that's why I read it. And and though I have books like that. I read another book by uh, by Tommy Lasorda, which was. You know, a book that was given to me. Tommy Lasorda is a former manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I picked it up, one, because it was given to me. Two, they gave it to me because it's a baseball guy. But you know what is actually helpful? Even though it wasn't Christian at all, Tommy Lasorda is a good manager. And so in many ways, he has some good leadership things. It was actually wound up to be really helpful to me. So I read those kinds of books, too, in kind of, as I sometimes say, I eat the watermelon and spit out the seeds. Yeah. And I think that's the way good reading is. You yeah. you do. You read the watermelon spell the seeds. So you do this too. I do. I do. So most of my reads are either from uh, more historical nonfiction. So many of you are maybe familiar with like a David McCullough. Mm-hmm. And so one of the books I read this year was The Wright Brothers. And I read that for a couple of reasons. One, just to be more widely read and knowledgeable about history. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm t- yeah, killing yeah. two birds with one stone. That's I get good. to learn history, and with a writer like David McCullough, it's almost like you're reading a novel. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the other benefit. As communicators, yeah. I write yeah, and speak good. quite a bit. And so having people that this is their trade, you get to learn from how they use language with effort to bring about beauty helps me both personally and hopefully it helps the people that I'm talking to and, and communicating with. So that's one of the reasons I read more broadly. It's because left to me, I'm an engineer, straight line, ruler guy. Yeah. Uh, as I read, I actually use a ruler and to underline. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, and then also going back to, the, to reading with, with people that I don't necessarily agree with wholesale because I'm responsible for various aspects of our church. Like many of, many of you that are listening, you have various spheres of your life. And so I might pick up a book by somebody that I don't agree with everything they say, but they're really good at this one particular aspect where I need to grow. Mm -hmm. And so I can go and I can read that book on that topic and know that there's going to be some things that I need to spit out, but I can still learn from others. One, because they're made in the image of God, and God is a God of common grace. Mm -hmm. And even with Christians that perhaps I would disagree with philosophically and methodologically, they still have things that we can learn from. Yeah. And so yeah. not being pinched down to my little small fishbowl. You mean, that's such a good point. I'm glad you said that. So that's something I've done this past year is, is try to read authors that are noted for their beauty because they're good communicators. And so like right now I'm reading, I checked it out, by the way, use DC Public Library. That's what I use. free to me. Uh, Wendell Berry is a famous author known for his communication. So one of the reasons I'm reading it is because I just want to learn how to communicate like other good communicators do. But Joe, you, yeah. you did mention one thing about why you read things like uh, the Wright Brothers. You do, one of the reasons you read Wright Brothers is so it, it'll give you amount of rest. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So most of my reading, my leisure read happens um, on the weekends or as I'm laying in bed, going to bed, uh, getting ready for sleep. I do. I, it, it allows me to rest, turn my mind off. And if I'm, if I'm I'm not going to read Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology or even a book like Rejoicing in the Trinity right before I go to bed. I guess you could. Yeah, it might help you go to sleep. (laughs) For some of us, yes. (laughs) Uh, But it does. But these other other books that are just beautiful Mm -hmm. and and helpful allow my mind to rest and fuel my imagination. And, yeah, Yeah. it it is a way that I do rest and and rejoice in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Any other thoughts on your your strategic reading that you'd want to commend to our church? Yeah, I just you know whether or not you do an actual list like I do it is 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 less important as one the point that Joey you already made that we as Christians should be learners 
And so I would encourage you guys just to to try and read books. And by the way, finish them. It's a, it's a well-known fact in, in our day that a lot of people start books and don't finish them. So read books and commit to yourself to finish them. So I would say read and finish. And then secondly, you know, I would encourage you, if, if it fits your kind of lane, have fun with this. Like have, To me, this is a fun process. This week, this actually next week, I'm going to be looking around into my library of books I bought this past year. Because, by the way, it informs that this list now makes me a better purchaser of books. Uh, so I am more aware of the books. I don't. I like this book. I'd like to read this book, but I've already read two books on this, and I own two books on this, so I'm not going to buy it. And let's be honest. Sometimes you're like, "Have I read this or not?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I did read it this year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, so I would encourage you. This is the second thing. I would encourage you if this fits your lane, then do it. Try and have fun with it. Uh, identify a few categories of thought you want to grow in. And uh, commit yourself to read a few books and uh, and keep up with it. And it's fun. So what I, Joey's looking at this right now. When I finish a book, I highlight it in yellow and I put the date that I finished it on. And that to me, that's just like satisfying. It's sort of like, like all right, I finished one of my books. And it kind of helps me, keeps going. And I think, too, this is kind of really weird, but I'll just end on this. But it's fun to me that someday maybe my great-great-grandchildren, if Jesus has not come back is going to see the books that his great-great-granddad was reading and the kinds of things that formed his mind. Uh, and I think, that's in, I think that's instructive so that people, you know, my kids and my grandkids can see, gosh, well, Dad, I think, was good at X, Y, or Z. What kinds of things did he do to read to help him with? So, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, Restoration Church, by God's grace, may we read voraciously and widely that we might love Christ with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, uh, and it will help us tell others about Christ and enter into the worldview and, and tell them how Christ answers maybe the questions that they have. So we love you guys. We're thankful for you. And by God's grace, may we continue to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Restoration Church Life Podcast. May God continue to give us the grace to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond.